everybody, what's going on? This is Courtney here with Beyond the Set, and this is an interview I did with my friend, Dr. Christian Guillory, who is a PhD in psychology, and in this episode, we're talking about mental health as well as um, how your personal style can affect your mental health and tips and tools to use to improve your both emotional state as well as your overall personal style. Take a gander. It's a really good, it's a really good episode. And today I have a very special guest with me, my friend, Dr. Kristen Guillory, a.k.a. Dr. G. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I'm sorry, degrees. Degrees. Mm-hmm. I don't know all of her degrees, but okay, wait, well, I'm going through. Motivational speaker, mm-hmm. teacher, mm-hmm. professor, mm-hmm. sister, mm-hmm. daughter. Mm-hmm. That's, all I, that's all I know. Aunt. Aunt, yes, aunt. Absolutely. She's an aunt, yes. Absolutely. And coach. coach. And now world traveler. Yes. Soon to be a resident of Colombia. Okay. So says she. But she, <laughs> the soul says she. We'll see how this goes. But today we were talking with Dr. G about how personal style affects the mental health. And how mental health can also affect the personal style. It kind of goes both ways. Mm-hmm. So Dr. G, from your personal and professional standpoint, where do you, how do you see this? How do you stand? And how does it affect our current way of life. Ooh, snaps, break that down. So I'll start with how our mental health can impact our style. Okay. So, you know, kind of a buzz phrase lately is self-care and mm-hmm. are you resting and all of that stuff. And I wonder how many people have ever experienced burnout. I know I have. Okay. I'm quite sure you have. And when we get to that point of burnout, even if beyond that, we're tired And we no longer feel like doing or or may no longer even be able to do what we once did. And so sometimes a sign of burnout or fatigue or exhaustion is our attire. Mm. So someone who once maybe, you know, made sure everything was coordinated, for example. And you notice "Mm, something's a little different. It may not be that they were lazy. There may be something wrong. Or that person who... You know, always make sure to get that fresh haircut or get Mm -hmm. that fresh beard trim or she always has her makeup uh, amazing and it's a little different. It may be more than I am stressed. It may be I've reached the point of burnout to where I am not good. And that's one of the signs of burnout and exhaustion when our... um, our our, our attire Mm -hmm. as well as our kind of personal upkeep starts to change okay and that's not the same as i've had a rough week i just want to wear sweats all weekend that's not the same (laughs) that's that's not the same that's just okay i want to be in some sweats but it's right huh consistently things are just a little different they're not you 
Okay. Doesn't mean I need to dress all fly like Courtney every day. Whatever. Like Courtney every Don't. day. Okay. That's okay. Not. He coordinated for this interview right now. Whatever. Okay. I'm wearing sweatpants, y'all. Please. Courtney, <laughs> coordinated with his shirt and glasses. Okay. I'm going to have him take a picture. Just coordinated. No. So, so, no, it's not <laughs> okay, that. Okay. It's when I'm just not good. I don't have the energy to any longer put forth the effort that I once did because mm-hmm. I am not good. So that's one sign of our attire. Even more than that, for some of the things of uh, mental health is serious and mental health is real. And there are a lot of people out there who might know that something is wrong, but it's maybe gone undiagnosed or it's Mm. misdiagnosed. And we try to fix it on our own. So I know I I know something's wrong, but I have I can fix myself. Well, you if you yourself aren't good, you can't really, your broken self can't fix a broken person. So mm. we need some other, Gems. we need, we need Gems. some other support. And very often we try to fix our brokenness with our attire. We try to fix our brokenness with, if I wear this outfit or if I'm dressed up like this, or if I wear this kind of makeup, you won't be able to see how broken I am. Mm. And so is there anything wrong with that? Not at all. Like right. there's nothing wrong with that, but for those who are doing that, we may not realize that we need help or we may not know where to get that. I think it's healthy and that I'm choosing to put that into attire or into makeup as opposed to something else. But sometimes we use that to cover up um, what we don't want others to see. Mm. Oh, wow. That was a thorough explanation. Because <laughs> that was a very thorough question. It was a thorough question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my next question to you is does personal style matter to you as a as like when as a phd in psychology Mm -hmm. when you have people come through your doors through your through your students whether it's i don't know if you do you still do counseling or i do more i do walking sessions okay so so, yeah so so when they come in are you able to like kind of assess like who okay from your from the assessment of personal style i can see that there may be some other things going on and things of that nature so I can, so I'll, I'll answer both questions. For me, mm-hmm. yes, style is important. So for me as a speaker, I make sure to present a certain person. So I need to be comfortable. I need to have a pop of color. I need to have my heels on. And I need to be fashionable for me. I okay. need to wear something where I know it's cute, but I'm also comfortable and can walk around and dance on stage in this. And again, the pop of color and heels are my signature. Okay. When it comes to one-on-one sessions, so whether coaching, Uh, women of color working on phds or speaker coaching or doing walking sessions when i do walking sessions i'm wearing sweatshirts and tights so i'm wearing sweatshirts and a cap because we are out in nature walking okay still doesn't take away from the professionalism of who i am but i'm not gonna be walking um in the woods in heels but it also shows you no i'm here to work with you right now you might see me in a sweatshirt today doing a walking session and tomorrow speaking at that event i will have my heels and doing a darn thizzle that that's my thing so for me i need comfort but i also need the style to be mine like i can't try to be somebody else like i love blazers i love blazers you know Mm -hmm. this you helped me with some styling (laughs) yes i love love shawls i love long colorful things because it just flows i like the way it flows on stage when i move for clients when they walk in can i tell if something's going on by their attire Mm -hmm. for the most part no because if we're doing a walking session you're coming yeah ready to do a walking session i'll say that i i can tell 
when people come up to me at times after events. And mm. so if you come up to me after an event, Dr. Giller, it was so amazing to meet you. And after about 10 seconds, I'd listen to you a little bit more and I can tell, so you're not good. Mm. You want people to think that you are. That's why you dress this way. Mm. Now, do I have friends and colleagues who dress to the nine all the time and they are fine? That's just who they are. Yes. Like you. <laughs> ah. like he fly right now. Y'all, okay? I'm sorry. Come back. Here we go again with this, Dr. G. So, here we go again with this. What? Okay. So, yeah. So I have friends who that's just who they are. They they want to wear makeup or put everything together. That's just who they are. And then do I work with individuals, like I said earlier, and that's who they are ish. It's who they are because I don't want you to really see who I am. Mm. Yeah, so I've seen both. Okay, so you've seen. <clears throat> now, you said that you, when you do your speaking game, and that you have a pop of color. That's like yeah. your thing. Yeah. What pop of color? What color like do you normally use? Red or orange. Really? And why is that? Red or orange because there is kind of color psychology mm-hmm. with, with certain colors that you wear. And depending on what my topic is, I wear the color if I want to. Oh, I'm telling my speaker secrets. Y'all better get a notepad <laughs> right now. No, I wear a certain color if I want to engage a certain part of our creativity. So okay. when I am, for example, my speaker boot camps, when it's a training day, so we're doing training, I strive to wear a green or a blue because those colors allow for creativity a little bit more. Okay. When I am in front of you for maybe less than an hour and I want to push you and motivate you and inspire you to the best of my ability, I'm wearing some kind of red or I'm wearing some kind of orange because those colors allow for a bit more of that to be engaged. And so I okay. am mindful of a little bit of color. The other day I spoke somewhere and I had red as my shoes for my pop of color. Okay. And then I wore a blue, kind of wore a blue shawl because I was talking about um, compassion fatigue and self-care. So okay. that's not just a topic where we're going to be woohoo the whole time, right? Because <laughs> it can get kind of serious, but I still wanted you to know that this is an okay journey that we can go on by the red shoes. So it's not going to be tears the whole time, but tears are still okay. <laughs> If we go there. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, <laughs> so you like pop of color. I'm a color fan. Mm-hmm. I, I wear those things as well. So my other question with regards to switching, switching a little bit. Yes. So regarding to going to the workplace yeah. and the psychology behind workplace, do you think that there is a, a difference between like what men can wear, what women can wear regarding, um, Regarding what they can wear, but mostly how they're seen in the workplace. Like if a guy has on a blue, has on a black suit yeah. versus a woman has on like a red suit, <clears> how <throat> they are perceived regarding the workplace and also moving forward. And can one's personal attire affect that and how their um, superiors see them as well? So I don't think, so how my superiors see me, that's up to the superior. Okay. So I, I can't change your perspective of me so don't hate on me because i'm fly every day (laughs) okay don't hate on me because i'm walking in in my red suit every day living my best life and you don't know how to live yours so that's on you your perspective of me as long as i'm staying within the dress code right and i want to do my color that's on you do i think that there is a difference between what women can wear compared to men i do I do, especially a woman could wear a blazer. And if a woman is blessed in the area of the buttocks area or in the chest, if she has blessings um, and and she is professionally dressed, someone is still probably going to find an issue with that just Mm -hmm. because women are made different than men, right? Or if we wear a skirt and the skirt is to the knees, it's like, oh, she's showing too much leg. Then turn your your head. 
turn your head. If you got that kind of problem, you need to turn your head and, and don't look at the, her ankle. Not her ankle. If that's the problem, you know. So I do. And also, I think when we choose to wear certain things, so alongside, yes, maybe I'm dressed up to cover up my pain. But if it helps me feel better, mm. but if it helps me feel good, then let me do that. Okay. Right now, maybe I am broken. Maybe I'm not good. And taking time to get dressed in the morning and match my socks to my necklace or match it to my ring. And maybe that helps me out because other than that, I can't control other things in my life, but I can control what I put on. Okay. And so because I can control what I put on in a world that's so uncontrollable, let me do that. Okay. And I have known people who've done that to say, you know what? It makes me feel good to dress a certain way. It makes me feel good to coordinate what I'm wearing. So I know when I walk in, you're going to see me and you're going to know I look great. Maybe I don't feel great Mm -hmm. on the inside, but this helps me. And so it's not, nothing is wrong with looking amazing and being broken. Nothing's wrong with that at all because sometimes that's all we have, right? Like I just lost someone and I don't have any energy except to put this makeup on or to put these heels on. And that's what I can control because everything else in my life is out of my hands and I can at least control this. And that's sometimes nice to have. Okay. Do you oftentimes think that like professional opinion? Yeah. You oftentimes think that when someone puts that effort and energy into either beating the face, <clears throat> excuse me, y'all, beating the face, yeah. getting the hair done, getting the freshness done, putting an outfit together, it's a way of controlling just simply their world because everything around them is is crumbling and if they're controlling this aspect of it yeah. do you also think that maybe that's their way of saying if i can control here i can also eventually gather other times of types of control around the rest of my world so mm, that's like a two-parter so i would say yes yes for some people mm-hmm. for some people who are saying that this is what i can do i'm i'm so there are some who are just getting dressed up and their life is great they're not broken this is just what i choose to do okay. i choose to you know have my face beat every day and do that that's what i choose to do that's who i am right that's one group of people right. another is you know i i don't feel so great i do feel broken but i can at least put the energy into this uh, life is is out of my hands but i can control this and in some way I can control how people see me, but we really can't, right? Like you can, a woman can dress up every day and look amazing and somebody might still call her out of her name. And so I can't control how you see me. I can't, I can, I could be the most professional looking woman. There's still going to be someone who looks at me and perceives me in a negative light based on them. Mm. So I cannot dress for you because I might want you to look at me, look at me, look at me and and know that I'm Dr. Guillory because I'm wearing a suit and I'm wearing heels. But you might look at me as this black woman with braids. Who is she? I can't control how you see me. (laughs) I can't. I can't. So that's why I dress for me and comfort and make sure I'm, I'm professional. So back to your question, going back to for the person who maybe isn't so good Mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm getting dressed for this reason. I can control this. What we call the the concept that you mentioned is called transferability. Okay. So transferability. Transferability. Say <laughs> T word. Transferability y'all. is when I feel like my life is out of my hands, or I can't control it. But I can control what I wear, what I put on, on my face, what I put on my feet. What in a a counseling session would happen is okay. So you can control those aspects of your life. Let's talk about an area that you feel is uncontrollable right now. Mm-hmm. Is there any area of that life you think you might be able to travel? Well, I can't, you know, I can't control the traffic. I cannot. Well, I wonder what if you left 20 minutes early? Hmm. So we would transfer 
what I'm able to do in putting my makeup on in the morning or putting my shoes on, that's, that's in my control. What can you control? Okay. I can choose to leave 20 minutes early. So that's just transferability. Very often we have the ability to do more than we know. We just don't know that we can put it in a different capacity. Okay. Right. So it's mostly about shifting the control from one thing Mm -hmm. to another thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So speaking of control. Okay. Control. So he's doing the dance right now. (laughs) Okay. So is retail therapy really therapy? Or is it simply just the means of spending extra money that we don't have? You know what? I think it could be both. I think it could be both. I recently spoke at an event specifically on okay, self-care. So y'all, so y'all heard that. The, the PhD said <laughs> retail therapy is real therapy. Okay, just so y'all know. So, won't real. I won't call it real for all the therapists and LPCs and LMSWs, LCSWs out there. It is not. However... However, retail therapy, just like for me going to the water, I consider my therapy. Going to water is very healing and cathartic and therapeutic for me. Going shopping for some is what they need, as I would say, part of the self-care kit. So you know what? I've had a rough week. And one thing I need to do is I have the ends to do it and I have the time to do it. And I'm not going overboard. When we go overboard, when we begin to spend what we don't have and do it more often than not, that could potentially be entering into a world of addiction. Mm. Addiction is when we continue to do something despite the consequences. So if I am continuing to shop and buy things knowing that I don't have the money or knowing that I'm sacrificing paying for a bill that is needed, we're getting into a place that's not healthy. But if I had a rough week and I do have the disposable income to Mm -hmm. do so and the time going out and just buying something is not in itself bad. Maybe it's the whole process of, I get to go shop by myself. I get to go window shop. I can try some things on. Maybe I try on 10 outfits, but I only buy one. And you know what? I'll actually be able to use this outfit. So it's based on the person. Do you have the money? Okay. Do you have the time? And this is something that will not harm you if you purchase it. Okay. That's a very thorough answer, y'all. You like these answers? These hey, he's asking the deep, deep questions. <laughs> I'm just saying because I mean I know like especially <laughs> in my profession, yeah. you know, we get like I love we have shopaholics. It's like a whole movie called Professions of a Shopaholic. Yeah. And people like I buy things, buy things, buy things, make yeah. myself feel better. Yeah. But sometimes you know you wonder like, are you? We ask, always ask the question, are you buying it to mask something? But yeah. you're saying that it can be a type of way to just release if it's in the right context correct if in the right context now do so that's no different shopping and and overworking and Mm -hmm. overeating and and sleeping with people you know you shouldn't be sleeping with right and doing anything in excess to try to mask pain is not good because what's going to happen is that pain shopping will never get rid of the pain for a long time. Temporarily it might, but mm-hmm. the pain will always be there. So it's like putting the Band-Aid over that gash that needs stitches. Okay. The Band-Aid might help it for a moment, but you need stitches. So shopping allows us to feel better temporarily. Those gummy bears might allow you to feel better temporarily. That drink, oh, brownies. that brownie, <laughs> that drink might allow you to feel better temporarily. But if it goes back to it, then I would encourage counseling. I would encourage considering to visit with a coach who knows what he or she is doing. I would mm-hmm. encourage you to 
to seek help or maybe even read an article and there's nothing wrong with that. I have provided counseling and I have gone to counseling. Okay. So there's nothing wrong with that because at the end of the day, I can't fix me. Mm. I can't. And I believe the Lord has blessed many, many people with the gifts and abilities and, and, and degrees to be able to help others. So yes, shopping can be part of the self-care kit mm-hmm. if done appropriately and correctly, but when it gets to excess and I just have it because I'm trying to mask this pain. That's not good. Okay. Yeah. So, last few questions. Mm-hmm. So, um, they say that according to psychology today, mm-hmm. seven seconds is all it takes to make a good impression. Mm-hmm. In those seven seconds, what would you tell somebody who's maybe not feeling their best or they maybe have to go to a job interview? Maybe they have to just, you know, see somebody important. Yeah. What would you tell them exactly, like how to walk in there? to live, to be inspired or to feel powerful about themselves? Absolutely. Good question. I like that question. I liked all of them, but that was good. <laughs> so honestly, my encouragement would be to sit in your car, mm-hmm. sit in your house for a few minutes and breathe. Mm. Like literally take four seconds to inhale through your nose, hold for two, exhale through your mouth, and do that three times. And while you're doing it, close your eyes. So we get into visualization and Mm -hmm. we get into prayer. And so before you know I have this important meeting or I have this interview, but I'm not feeling that great today. I'm not good and I know I'm not good. What do I need to do? One, pray. Two, breathe. Three, excuse me, three, tell someone who's in your support circle. Tell a friend, tell a family member, hey, can you check on me after this meeting or, Hey, can I talk to you for a few seconds because I'm not feeling so good and throw on your favorite song. Okay. <laughs> throw real talk, throw on that song <laughs> that I know I, that came out of know cause I'm extra deep. We're it's okay. Breathe. No, no, no. Breathe. no breathe. And then I got a, yeah, throw on, <laughs> Seriously, throw on that song. Music does something to us. That's another that, the whole conversation. But throw on your favorite song. So for me, I'll tell you what I do personally. Okay, for what me, you do personally? when I am going to a speaking engagement, and maybe let's say I it's really early, I don't mm-hmm. like mornings, or maybe I'm not in the best place, I throw on some music. And I have that theme song, Never Find Another, that Mike Larry did. You've heard it. And mm-hmm. I'll throw that on. Or there are some other songs that I'll play over and over. That's What I Like by Bruno Mars will be my song that I play quite a few times. There's a song by Jonathan McReynolds mm-hmm. called Pressure that I'll play over and over just to get me in that place. Uh, I start my mornings dancing. Really? Yes. That's I, your thing. I, it is. I started doing that about three weeks ago. Because I want my day to start positive. Okay. And I wake up. You want to know what my ringtone is? What's your ringtone? Judge me not. But if you judge me, it's okay. This is a judge-free zone. Absolutely. It's not a shade-free. Okay. I'm very clear about you that. can shade me. <laughs> no, okay. I won't shade you today. You might my, guess. Um, my ringtone is Dreamin' by Christopher Williams. And it's a very quintessential 80s song that is, Don't wake me, I'm dreaming. Don't wake oh, me, I'm dreaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard it from the New Jack City. (laughs) See, y'all know y'all just felt good. Y'all just felt good and we can't sing. No notes. That is my ringtone. Because what I learned is our thoughts are powerful. Mm. Our thoughts will 
literally guide our entire day. So if I start my day and I don't feel good, the mm-hmm. whole day will probably not be good. Mm. And I recognize that. So I can control my ringtone. And okay. even if I had a bad night, I laugh every morning that song because it's just, it's 80s. It's just, <laughs> this is the cheesiest song. It's crazy. Then I throw on my Bruno Mars song. I do 30 seconds of dancing because like if I have to get up at really early, I'm like, I don't like mornings. I got to dance. Okay, Bruno, let's get it. So those are things going back to the person who's not feeling so great and you've got to go in. If you know that when you look good, you feel good. Mm-hmm. If you know that, then make sure you look good. Okay. If you know that, if you know, I don't feel the best today, but I have this interview, I'm going to meet with this person, I go into this networking event, I don't feel great. If you know when you look good, you feel good, then look good. Do what you need to do to look good and do what you need to do, but don't suffer in silence. Mm. Please don't suffer in silence. So maybe go in, look good, do your thing, but allow people to support you and walk with you. So the kit, but what you do before you go in, pray. Okay. Breathe. Uh-huh. Throw on that favorite song. Right. Dance a little bit. Do a little and jiggy. then invite that friend to check on you before and after. And then say to yourself, I'm worth it. Say to yourself, I'm enough right now. Just because I'm not feeling that great doesn't mean I don't deserve great. Just because I'm in pain doesn't mean that I'm going to be here forever. Because very often, where we are in that moment, it's not going to last that long. And if it does, we've made it through 100% of the hard things we've encountered. Mm. Like, that's hard to remember in those hard moments. It really is. But those small baby steps to put in your phone, breathe. I have my clients right there go to kit in their phone it'll say breathe it'll say song it'll say pray it'll say call me or call a friend you go down the list okay yeah hear that you better get this kit down <laughs> I'm, playing like, with, like, I'm not playing with this like, i'm not playing with this dude <laughs> no i'm just saying like like we gotta breathe take a yeah. take a deep breath three times three times, three times. in the nose out the mouth yep Listen to a song. No, pray. Pray. Listen to a good song. And dance. And dance. And then call a friend. Yep. Either text, DM, tweet, message, Facebook, right on somebody's wall. Do a A Marco Polo. Marco Polo. Do a Facebook poke or something. Do some, and even an affirmation or scripture. You know, okay. we have these toolkits. So say it, okay? All right, all right, Lord, you said this about me. Or here's my affirmation that I am amazing and I will do amazing things. Even though I don't feel it all the time, I got this. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, and you got this. You got this? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You got this. <laughs> Thank you. you. I do. feel you got like this. I got this. You I got do. this. You do. I do. What? I do. Okay. Okay. Oh. All right, Dr. G. So where can they find you if they're looking for you? So if you're looking for me, you can mm-hmm. find... Okay, we're not going to go to England right now. So <laughs> we, can go to, we can go to England. Hello. So if you... Just kidding. I don't want to offend anyone who is from there with this horrible accent I'm giving right now. So no, if you would like to find me, you can visit kristengillery.com. K-R-I-S-T-E-N-G-U-I-L-L-O-R-Y.com. I have some resources on there. I have opportunities to find out what I do in terms of speaking, coaching, and training. I specifically provide coaching for women of color working on PhDs, coaching for those who want to be speakers, and coaching for those who desire to add self-care to their life. So you can find me there on Instagram, Dr. G Speaks, D-R-G Speaks, as Mm -hmm. well as Facebook and 
yes, if I can ever do anything to support, let me know. And then, of course, in a conversation, we always say things we may not remember. So I'm hoping I didn't say anything that was inappropriate or offensive. So that's what, that's check what the me. Edit, that's what the edit button's for. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> that's what the edit button's for. Hallelujah. You know, you go in, you go in, and you edit. Like, ooh, what they say? What they say to him? Um, so everyone, thank you to Dr. Kristen Guillory, Hello. my friend, for coming out here and doing this. Um, I'm so appreciative. You have no idea how I'm appreciative for you to help me in this endeavor. Um, for those of you out there, don't forget to subscribe, follow, share, all those things. Um, and never forget this. You are enough. Mm. You are capable. Mm. You are able. And you can do it. Mm. And you guys have a great and amazing day. Put that in the toolkit. In the toolkit. After you call a friend. Okay. Ha, <laughs>